Welcome to the Learn Stage Lighting Podcast. This is the show where newcomers and professionals alike come to learn more about stage lighting. And now your host, David Henry. Hi, friend. How are you today? I'm really excited today to uh, do this podcast. You know, you guys, if you listen to me every week, if you personally listen to me and, and listen to my voice in your ears, I'm, I'm thankful for that, first of all, but um, also... You probably know that I'm always excited, and the reason why is I'm always just pumped to teach people about lighting. I admit, I uh, <laughs> this might fall into the too much information category, but but just a few minutes ago, I'm, I was in here working, and I heard, uh, you know, I, I work out of an office in my home uh, when I'm working on this site and working on on stuff like this, and I heard um, some commotion out there. It turns out my son was he woke up and he was sick. Um, he was sick yesterday, so it wasn't a surprise. And um, so I was cleaning, I was helping clean that up uh, and he was asking me, this is just kind of a, you know, and I, I was in the teaching lighting mindset cause I was literally in here working uh, when I heard that and was like, Oh, I should help. Um, but, um, and he was, he was sitting there at the toilet. I'm sorry if this is too graphic. And he was like, why does it look blue? Now the sun was just coming up. Um, he said, why does the, the potty look blue? And I was like, oh, man, well, let's talk about color temperature because the lights in the house are LED, but they're a lower color temperature modeled after an incandescent light. But the sunrise is a much cooler color temperature. And what you're seeing is is primarily from there. And he actually he looked interested. My son is awesome. I love kids because my wife was just rolling her eyes. But my son, I think, hopefully enjoyed it. And, And I enjoy teaching you guys, teaching you personally about lighting, and uh, this podcast is one of the ways that I do that. So thanks for listening today. Today, guys, we're going to get back to basics. I've got some really interesting news items that I want to talk about, and then I'm going to take some questions. Um, We're probably going to do three question episodes in a row here, because A, I'm busy, and B, the questions inbox has been piling, piling up. I like to keep it, um, I like to answer them pretty short, because I want to be good to you guys, but at the same time, um, do know that if you're looking for more in-depth answers or you want to dive deeper into lighting or just get a quicker answer, consider joining us in Learn Stage Lighting Labs. That's at learnstagelighting.com slash labs. Of course, there's a link in the show notes right here at the intro as well as other places. And it's just a great place if you haven't heard of it, you probably have if you listen to me, that it has a number of tutorial videos and access to myself, JP, and other lighting hobbyists and experts in the forums. And you you can learn a lot there real quick and really accelerate your way to transforming your lighting. And if you want to get your questions answered faster, that's a great way to do it because um, we don't let that bog down like we got this bogged down because, you know, that's 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 just how it works. It's like um, I've realized as this thing grows, you know, I used to answer everybody for free. But, you know, I've got bills to pay. This takes time. And to be able to do such an in-depth job uh, requires, you know, uh, somebody paying for it. And so I'm thankful to all the members there. Thankful to you. And also, hey, this month over there, I am giving away an Onyx NX DMX. Now, it's 1029 right now. It's um, when this comes out. It's um, October 29th. And that means you've got two days. If you join us now in Learn Stage Lighting Labs, again, at learnstagelighting.com slash labs, Head to the giveaways form. You'll find it pretty easily uh, once you go through our little start here tutorial that it, that it leads you to. You can go ahead, drop a picture of your lighting, and you'll be entered to win an NXDMX. Now, what is an NXDMX? Well, it's a USB box that has two DMX outputs, and it's for the Onyx software that I'm a big fan of. And all you got to do is join. 
So say you join for 40 bucks a month or for 80 bucks for the quarter or even for 240 bucks a year. And then you enter to win this thing and then you win. It's a $300 value. So you're, you're up and ahead no matter which option you choose from the get-go. So check that out, guys. Again, time is ticking because on the 1st of November, I will draw a winner who has uh, commented on that with a picture by the end of the 31st of October. So hop in there and uh, glad to have you join. Now, got some some good stuff here. Was just reading the PLSN magazine, which I like um, for a couple reasons. One, it's a really interesting magazine that has cool articles. I have been reading it for a long time. Um, PLSN.com. They have not paid me to say this. I should talk to them about that. But um, but seriously, I, I like their stuff. And in this month, there were some great articles. And the cool thing is they're all online, so we'll link to them there. And the first was about this company called Astera. I don't know if you guys are familiar with this, but whether you realize it or not, you have seen this company's products, okay? This is a newer company. They haven't been around forever, but what they make is these really cool LED tubes. And if you look them up, you know, they are quite expensive. They're pretty expensive. Like the the uh, Astera Titan is kind of their, their big one. It's a uh, one meter long, I believe. And it's got LEDs in it, but the cool thing about it is it's a really well-designed light, okay? And these things are used everywhere. They first really got picked up in the TV world and in, you know, movies and stuff like that because they're compact. You can tuck them in lots of places into sets and stuff, but they look cool. If you look at them, they cast some light too. They're just plain cool. They're battery-powered. They're wireless DMX, all that jazz. And so the price comes with it, but these things have shown up everywhere, and I, I get people asking about them all the time because they're really darn cool and they're really trendy right now. And, you know, there's other ways you can make the same look out there, but I thought it was an interesting look at um, this company because what they've really done and what they've put a focus on is just making the very best product they can, making the very best light they can, delivering it to people, and um, just listening to their customers to be able to make the best thing possible. And so I, I think I just give them a little shout out. The article honestly was not that exciting. It's kind of a history of the company um, to me, but you know, it's one of those things where I'm seeing these things pop up everywhere. They're on TV. They're on major shows. Bands are using them. DJs are using them. Wedding lighting people are using them. They're, they're literally everywhere. Churches are using them. Oh, man. And so whether you just look at an article or look at Astera Tubes, A-S-T-E-R-A, and you just Google that, um, I think it will give you some really cool inspiration on things you can do with lighting, okay? So you don't have to buy these things, right? But you could look at this. You could use perhaps individual LEDs or, you know, some kind of LED tape, and you can be inspired by what people have done with this company's products and be able to use it in your own context uh, on a much more budgeted scale or, you know, buy their stuff and they're really solid fixtures. Next article I saw, literally the next page, is talking about LEDs. And so one of the questions that I get when we talk about LEDs a lot on Learn Stage Lighting or, or anywhere else is people ask, okay, why, you know, I bought this cheap LED. Why does it look so terrible? Why, David, do you recommend generally most of the time that people use different LED fixtures for white and different LED fixtures for color? Why are those so separate? Uh, you know, and, and we get a lot of questions about why do these white LEDs look good while those ones look bad? And 
This article, it's written by somebody who works for a brand that sells LED house lights, so remember that. By It's called the light source. They make a good unit, but just remember that that bias is there. But they walk through all of the different metrics, all of the different things that people look at when designing an LED and what you need to look at if you're choosing an LED. Um, obviously, if you're on the budget or more budget end, you're not going to have a lot of these metrics or a lot of these specs available to you. But it's good to to understand it at least a little bit to see the difference between a really high quality LED and a less expensive LED. And I'm not the person, you know, there's a lot of lighting designers out there, a lot of people, especially who sell lighting systems, who always push people to the most expensive thing. You know, you need that quality. You need that quality. I'm not going to do that because I know for some people, spending a lot less is going to be much more valuable than getting something high quality, which might not really matter in your context. Um, For other people, yeah, you want to get that quality. But they talk about all this cool stuff because you you might, you know, just to, to tease your brain a little, you might say, okay, I see LEDs are rated for, you know, they say it'll last 20,000 hours, 30,000 hours, 50,000 hours, 100,000 hours. What does that mean? What happens at that point? Hmm. The answer is the LED doesn't burn out, but you'll have to read the article for more. Um, it's not that the LED dies at that point. The The next thing is, uh, how is it cooled? Okay, because as we've learned with LEDs, and you maybe know this if you've put an LED light bulb in your house and then like less than a year later it dies, you say, hey, that thing was supposed to last 20 years. Why did it die? Well, there, there's two things there. One of those is cooling. Is it getting proper cooling? Because LEDs, when they heat up, and they, they get heat to the actual diode that's making the light. If they get too much that, they die quickly. Also, the, the driver or the part that takes the regular electricity from your you know wall power, from your light socket, and turns it into something the LED can use, those, especially in the cheaper end, can have quality that's all over the board. And that can die, and then you still have something that's useless. Huh? Then we look at the brightness, the lumens, the, the rendering. So how does this is the biggest thing, especially when people are buying white LEDs, is um, every white LED is not equal. And there's actually tests, called one called the TM30, which is a really good one um, for looking at LEDs. And they just basically look at how the light, when it hits a color, how that color looks to people. And they do it scientifically because... If you've looked, for example, at like cheap LEDs, like grab an old LED flashlight or even a cheap one and like a nice LED light bulb. And if you compare how different colors look under them, you will see a vast difference. Literally, the cheap flashlight, you know, the colors will look very grayish, not intense. If you buy a decent LED light bulb, the colors are going to look vibrant. And and this stuff matters. Um, and so anyways, there's more to it. But regardless... I just wanted to point you guys in the direction of this article. It's called House Lights and How to Evaluate Them from PLSN Magazine this month because I thought it was really a really good um, just overall example and overall talk over what all these terms mean and how they can affect you. Um, it's a little technical, but I think it's a really good place that has all that information in it. And um, if you haven't thought about this kind of stuff before, You'll probably learn a lot because they did a good job writing it. All right. And then at last, lasers, guys, lasers, lasers, lasers. I'm trying to get into lasers, do some laser stuff. Um, details forthcoming. But 
There's a great article here about X-Laser called A Smart Partnership. X-Laser and Squeak Lights team up to bring lasers and education to the New York region. Let's talk about lasers, okay? Lasers are something that people have been asking me about more and more over the past year or so. And so it's something I'm going to start getting into. I've been educating myself, working with them for a while, because there's a few things I've known about lasers for a long time. There's always cheap lasers out there, right? And cheap lasers can look okay if you're in a pitch black situation. But we work with lighting and we work in situations that aren't always pitch black. And so at which point you need a nicer laser. And as I've always learned, or at least always known in the professional world, if you want nice lasers, you have to get a laser guy. Why? Because there's laws around lasers and there's a lot of regulation. You have to have certain permissions to use lasers. You have to know how to use them. There's different computer programs that run lasers. They don't just run on DMX all the time. And it's this whole kind of dark art, per se, this this magic that for the longest time was very separate from lighting. But in the past couple of years, we've seen in the laser industry that they're really coming together with lighting in, in a really unique way. And this company, X-Laser, they're a manufacturer here in the U.S. They're, they've been on top of it for a while, and it's something they've been building for a while. I think I first read about them around 2013. And their aim is really to bring lasers to the entry level. So I've been talking with them. Hopefully, we'll have some stuff soon. Of course, um, this, these things always take time to, to develop and figure out exactly. But be on the lookout for that. All right, guys, your questions. Boy, as I mentioned, my questions inbox still overflows, um, which is great. Um, And also, I didn't have an interview to put on this week. So let's answer some questions. You know, why not? Um, I'm working on a couple interviews, but they just haven't come together as quickly as I want. And so we'll, we'll get there, you know. So Jonathan asks, how can I control my fixtures with two different controllers? One with Show Express through Chauvet uh, DMX AN, and one with Resolume sending the colors, Resolume rather, sending the colors of the videos I use. Is there any way? I can build a universe through Resolume, but I would control it through the Show Express software. And there's a question mark there. So, Jonathan, when you're working with a media server and like Resolume and, and a lighting console, and you want to control lights and media separately, there's a few ways that you can make this work, okay? And being that I'm not, I've used both Show Express and Resolume before, and I'm comfortable enough to get around, but I'm not an expert in either one, okay? So I'm going to describe to you the couple ways that this could work. Um, basically, what you need to do is you need to merge the DMX somewhere, okay? Oftentimes, this happens in the lighting console. So how this might work, and this could happen in Resolume, how this might work is um, DMX goes from the lighting console, probably through ArtNet or SACN, networked protocols, to Resolume, okay? All the DMX goes to Resolume. At which point, if Resolume is sending something, it takes over the channels that it's sending on and passes the rest along. It does a merge at Resolume and then passes all the data along to the DMXAN to be output to the lights, okay? That's one scenario. The next scenario is that uh, if you were using a different ArtNet node, there's various ones on the market. Some of them provide the ability to do merging, where they say, okay, 
you know, Show Express is sending data to these lights on Universe 2, and Resolume is sending data to these same lights on Universe 3, and then you say, hey, if Universe 3 is active, send have that take over the channels on Universe 2, but if it's not, um, have it not take over. And usually that's on a per-channel basis so that you could control the pan and tilt of the lights, but Resolume could control the color. Um, the next option is the opposite of the first, which is that you could send the information from Resolume, whatever color information it's sending that you've mapped to those LEDs, through Show Express, so it would come into Show Express, and I doubt Show Express can do DMX input and merging, but it might be able to. So you would send it in, and then Show Express would say, okay, here are the channels that Resolume is sending. I will let that output to the lights. Or it might say, hey, I will let Resolume output to the lights to those particular channels if I'm not sending to them in Show Express. So the short answer is, Jonathan, um, there's a variety of ways to make this work. Show Express is a tricky one because it is kind of a DJ kind of... Um, a not professional grade console. For example, if you were using this in Onyx or um, Grand MA and probably in Campsys or Hog or anything like that, it's relatively easy within those consoles or software to set up a merge where you say, okay, I'm sending this information on this universe. This console is coming in on this universe, aka Resolume, and I want that to merge in. Um, but with Show Express, I'm not sure if that's possible, but that's generally the way we do it in a professional context is having the lighting console um, to bring in the information from Resolume and then merging that together inside the lighting console. Awesome. So Ryan wrote in and said, and I'm calling today's segment uh, getting back to basics because even though that first question was not about basics, um, a lot of these are. So Ryan said, I saw that Onyx is capable of setting cues from timecode that is input to Onyx. Can I recommend a computer-based audio player that could be run on a separate computer and send timecode to Onyx on the network? Sure. Um, it is called TimeLord. And the website, um, we'll just Google it here, is I believe timelord-mtc.com. Of course, if you giggle, if you giggle, if you Google it, apparently TimeLord is... Um, Oh, it's from Doctor Who. Interesting. Um, and so I, I've never watched Doctor Who, so apologize for that. But yeah, timelord-mtc.com. We'll have that link in the show notes, of course. But that isn't a program called Time Lord. Um, that is the one for you. It's a good one uh, that can do that really well. Sue, Sue writes, I am in the market for a new light board at my middle school. And this is a pretty common question. My previous board was an Avolite Sapphire 2000 rocket. Um, and I'm searching something more user-friendly, understandable, in the twenty-five to 3000 range. I appreciate any suggestion. All right, so Sue, you did not tell me at all um, what kind of lights you have. And so I'm going to give you a quick answer, but it might not be the best answer, okay? So if, you, if you're using a Sapphire 2000, I'm going to guess that... You may have some moving lights and LEDs, but maybe mostly have conventional lights, okay? And then the second half of this, this question is, what are you trying to do at your middle school, okay, on the topic of lighting education? Is your goal just that it's easy to use so students can get up and running and run a show? Or is the goal more to teach them how a professional lighting console works and... and um, 
you know, prepare them for more lighting education down the line. Okay. And the reason why I say this is to meet your needs, you know, I don't know how many lights you have and what type of lights they are, but you could probably use something like Intex DMXs or the Light Key software on a Mac. We'll link to both of those posts below um, articles that we have on Learn Stage Lighting that, that talk about those. And those are really great entry level options that are quick and easy for people to learn and that work great. They're both on the computer. I'm just dedicate a, a Windows PC or a Mac um, for light key in that case to it, and you're good to go. They're really easy to learn, but if you're aiming to teach students how a professional lighting console works and prepare them to work more with professional level consoles in the future, then they're probably not the best idea because they really don't work the same way as professional consoles. Okay. So that's the, so that's the answer for if, you know, you have a reasonable number of lights, but not a ton. And sorry, I can't be more specific, but I, you didn't let me know what you have. Um, and you want something that's just user friendly, but might not teach people about lighting control um, for the future. But if you want them to learn about how lighting consoles work, then I would look at the Light Shark console that I recommend here a lot, the WorkPro Light Shark LS1. It's a standalone console that works a lot like other professional lighting consoles. Um, but it and it runs standalone. It's not a PC based thing. You use a tablet to dial in and, and to run the interface, but the actual console um, is doing all the, the the math and all the power. And so if your your tablet goes down, you have no issue. But also look at the Onyx uh, lighting software, okay? They've got a great unit, the NX Wing, that you can pair with a computer and a touchscreen. And for, you know, the Wing is about 2500 so for 3500 bucks, you could have a rockin' Onyx rig. And the great thing about Onyx is it's a professional-grade console. So if your students are going to be graduating on to use a HOG or an MA, or a Grand MA or a Campsys or any professional moving light console, Onyx will give them the first steps to really get working there, but not with a lot of cost. Um, there, there's other options as well from the Onyx range, but that should get you started soon. Bill wrote, I enjoyed your tutorial videos on programming Onyx PC, but I can't figure out how to label or name cues. In your tutorials, you show how to label the first cue, but how do I label the next as I make cues? All right, Bill, this is pretty simple. So what you actually label when you hit record and build that first queue is you're actually labeling the queue list. Okay. So this is labeling the fader or the button overall that has all these different cues on it. And then as you make more cues, you've noticed, okay, they're named within that queue list, Q1, Q2, Q3, and on and on and on. So how do you rename those? Well, Bill, you want to find yourself, and this is going to depend on what views you're using in, in Onyx, but you want to find yourself to a window called QList Values. Okay, those are the words, QList Values. And when you get to that, that window, you're going to see for the QList you have selected that you've clicked on and it's got that white box around it, you're going to see the cues. Near the top of that, there's a button that says Edit Mode. Toggle that Edit Mode, and now you can click on any of the queue names, Q1, Q2, whatever, and you'll click, you'll type, it'll rename. It's really that simple. So that's how you do that. No worries there. All right. Philip writes in and says, that's Philip with an S. Um, I've seen your video tutorial, how to connect DMXs with the Capture 3D Visualizer. And he wants to know, can you connect DMXs with Capture by USB DMX? 
Okay. So this is a question. Um, you wrote a bunch more, but this is a question I get a fair amount. And the answer is pretty simple. If you're on the same computer with most programs, I found that using two USB to DMX devices does not work. Okay. There's an issue with like the way the drivers work and using more than one USB to DMX just plain does not work. And DMXs, of course, is one of those USB to DMXs. And then your other is your generic DMX to USB box. So how do you do it? Well, my if you really need to do it, then you need to get a second computer and have that run the visualizer. Okay. Um, there's a reason why in my video, which you've seen, I show you how to use a, a ArtNet or SACN node to bring that DMX back in for a visualizer because this will work whether you're on the same computer or a different computer. And truth be told, that's the way things are going. Networked DMX nodes, ArtNet or SACN, okay? Um, these USB devices and using USB devices, the NTech DMX USB devices and, and the generic ones for different consoles is honestly going out the door pretty quick. It's becoming less and less popular. It's harder to keep the drivers up. And the network stuff has come down so far in price that it just doesn't make sense to do it with USB anymore. So I get that you're probably asking this because you've got this hardware already, um, but it's going to have to be on a separate computer if you want both of them to do USB. Awesome. And even Capture is a little flaky, I found, with USB to DMX. Um, I think they still support it in the latest versions, but again, you know, USB to DMX is something that, though we've loved it for a long time on the generic level, though it's been part of lighting and it's been wonderful, it, it really is um, going away because there are better options today. Awesome. Nautis, um, that might not be a real name, might be, says, David, what would you recommend as a good moving head at an affordable price? Well, Nautilus, um, I'm just going to send you to an article called What Lights Should I Buy? Because, you know, there are a lot of determining factors to choose what light you need, okay? Um, and this article helps walk you through it because you you really can't... I can't just make a blanket recommendation and say, this moving light is the best, it's right for everyone. There are people who do things like that out on the internet and out on YouTube and I watch their stuff and I cringe because it's simply not true. It's contextual. And this is why it depends on your situation, that means. And this is why if you ask, you know, you go on a Facebook group or something like that or a forum and I see people ask stuff like this all the time. They'll say, hey, you know, I, I want the best console. Go. I want the best moving like go. And you'll get answers that are all over the place. I mean, you'll have people recommending moving lights that are $30,000 and moving lights that are $30. Literally. You know, don't buy the $30 ones. And they'll all try to convince you that it's the best thing ever. Well, it really depends on what you need and what your specific circumstances are. And so um, I do help people out with this a lot inside of Learn Stage Lighting Labs, but um, I would definitely check out that article. And, you know, if you're looking for recommendations on gear that are personalized to, to your needs, check out Learn Stage Lighting Labs. I mean, really, at learnstagelighting.com slash labs. As we've mentioned earlier, this month, if you get in before the buzzer, before um, the end of October, you can win an NX DMX. But guess what? You know, next month for November, I'm going to be giving away something different. So you're still going to win no matter what. 
Um, and, you know, I want you to, um, you know, really find the best thing for you. I can help with that. Or you can do it yourself. No worries. All right, guys. A couple more questions here. I admit this is, uh, this is intense, you know, having a backlog of questions. So Tony writes in and says, I've been using Entech DMXs for about a year or over a year, and it works great. I'm trying to add a Chauvet Geyser P7 and a Scorpion RGB laser and do not see a fix- listing in the fixtures listing. I've assigned a three-channel power to the geyser, which allows me to toggle the smoke machine, but I can't do anything else. The geyser has 15 channels. How do I make this thing work? I haven't tried hooking up the laser yet. Help. Awesome. So, Tony, I'm going to walk you through the basics, and then, you know, I'm really going to pass you along to learn stage lighting labs because I work with lots of people like you who, um, who you know, get to this point where they have fixtures that aren't easy to get into to DMXs, and they're looking for help, and we get them through. I was just helping somebody this week, in fact, do exactly that, and, and they're really happy. So, um, you know, getting fixtures into DMXs, especially if you haven't built them before, can be a little bit tough. So I've got an article over on Learn Stage Lighting called How Do I Create and Install My Own Fixture Library for DMXSD Pro or Showbody Active, okay? And this walks you through the basics of finding out if... Um, your fixtures in there and how to create it. Now, if you've never done this before, this is probably confusing. And I do these for people inside the labs all the time. So I can create these for you in there or um, JP will as well in in the labs. And so um, we'd love to do that for you. We really would if you join up as a labs member. Um, But basically what you got to do is you've got to get out the manual, which thankfully you're using Chave stuff. So it's all going to be available online. Nice and easy to find. And you're going to find a chart, a DMX chart that tells you what each and every channel does, okay? Then you program that into the DMX's uh, fixture builder, and you can download that, bring it into DMX's, and you'll be ready to roll. Now, all the fixture builder does, it does a couple things for you that are really handy, but inside of DMX's, it's really just labeling the faders at the end of the day, okay? Which is helpful when you're programming, because you generally don't want to put labeling tape on your computer screen, right? <laughs> to, to label the channels. Um, but in DMXs, just so you're aware, whether you've put a fixture on a fader or not, that fader is always outputting DMX, okay? So if you put your geyser at channel one, guess what? Channels one through 15 are outputting DMX. And you could control that light if you held the DMX chart in front of you. You could control that light without having a profile for it. Um, but yeah, I'm glad to help you inside the labs or else check out my article that shows you how to create those. But for a lot of people, especially if you're a DMX user and you haven't done anything like this before, it's a lot easier just to join the labs and we can help you out. Awesome. Kirk writes in and says, I have a small 20 by space by 40 space. How many LEDs do I need? Well, Kirk, I'm going to put this in the same bucket actually as Nottis, um, who, I answered their question a minute or two ago. It really depends. Um, You haven't given me a lot of information here as to how big the space is. Are you lighting a stage? Are you lighting an audience area as house lighting? Is it a mix of both? Um, What type of space is it? And how much, you know, impact do you want the lighting to be able to make? Um, There's a lot of subjective questions here, and I would recommend checking out that that article called What Lights Should I Buy that I recommended to Nottis above. 
But also, just keep checking out stuff on Wharton Stage Lighting. Um, and if you are looking for personalized information, check out the labs at learnstagelighting.com slash labs. Awesome. Last question. Robert says, we have an NSI 2408 dimmer pack. Okay. Um, and he says, hey, what is it possible to swap out our incandescent bulbs for LEDs? It is. Then you say, I don't think RGB LEDs would have a way to communicate the colors, but possibly single colors, dimmable LEDs. Yes, exactly. So you've got a conventional dimmer system, Robert. And so any LED that's mains dimmable, that's a dimmable LED is going to work for what you're looking for. Okay. And so you basically want to look, and this can be a little bit tough, but go out and look for the brightest dimmable LED you can find. Again, I don't know. Um, I'm guessing these are house lights, probably in a church. And I don't know, you know, any specs on your space and how bright of a light you need. But if you look up some of the specs for the bulb you're replacing, you know, maybe it's an 150 watt um, incandescent bulb. Maybe it's, you know, a 90 watt. I don't know. Then you can try to find a dimmable LED bulb that is, um, you know, fairly comparable. Okay. Um, one brand that I've really liked is um, you can get like the Philips ones. Philips is pretty popular, but I've had really good success with this brand Hypericon, H-Y-P-E-R-I-K-O-N. You can find their stuff on Amazon. Um, and they have a lot of dimmable bulbs. They don't go super bright, but they have some hundred watt equivalent ones. And these guys all seem to work really well on dimmers and be be pretty happy. Um one thing you might have to do that people run into is if you only have a few lights on each dimmer, you may see some flickering. And if you do, you just need to go find a place, maybe just one of your lights, and put like a 60 watt or a 90 watt bulb in it. And that'll give the dimmer kind of the weight that it needs to be able to dim everything smoothly. But yeah, um, that's definitely your option there is you're looking at, you want to look on wherever you buy stuff from, you know, look for like Philips dimmable LEDs or this brand Hypericon. They have a five-year warranty. That's why I've used them in the past because they're really good. And, you know, go ahead and just buy a few to start, okay? Buy, you know, maybe for one channel if you're dimming, you just load it up with five or ten bulbs. I don't know how big your space is. And just test it out. See if they work for your space. And if they do, then yeah, change them all out. Amen to that. Awesome, guys. So again, thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoy hearing about lighting as much as I enjoy talking about it. And uh, next week, probably going to be taking more of your questions. We'll find out. Or in two weeks. But um, just remember, guys, hey, this is your last chance to win that NXDMX on that Onyx uh, USB device on Learn Stage Lighting Labs. So if you're not a member yet, check out Learn Stage Lighting dot com slash labs you'll see how to become a member and you know it's only 80 bucks for the quarterly you get three months of in-depth detailed lighting instructional videos you know how to get this done i call them action plans because they're designed to help you take action and get things done and you'll you'll get a massive amount out of joining you really will plus the the personalized interaction in our forums the, the answers to your questions um you get a lot for your 80 bucks a quarter or your 40 bucks a month. And this month you get even more because you can sign up and, and win the NXDMX. Not only that, but I'm going to give away something else next month. I haven't quite decided exactly what that is. It won't be a lava lamp. It'll be something that works with stage lighting. 
And, um, you know, I'm, I'm pumped and I'm excited to be giving that out. So you'll you be able to, you know, enter both months giveaways. How cool is that? So don't miss out on that. And I will see you guys in our next episode.